Welcome to the Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Liz. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Marcus. Hello, hello, hello. Impact Wrestling. Happy Impact Day. Happy Impact Day. But in addition to Impact, I know it might still be going on right now, uh, but we'll be making our predictions for Terminus, uh, which have been made before uh, the show started. So... We have not, uh, the show itself has had no influence on our predictions, and we won't be watching this show until Sunday or Saturday night. Um, but we'll maybe Saturday night. We'll be doing yeah. a recap on Sunday. Um, that was the show chosen by our lovely voters at. Uh, our Twitter at Pinfall Podcast. Uh, what time are we doing our, our recap on Sunday? Um, personally, I'd prefer to do it around uh, if we're gonna do it in the evening around seven. Seven, okay. Then seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we'll be doing our Terminus Two recap and review. Um, so join in that. And uh, yeah, impact. Impact! What a day! What a day! What a day! This was a fine, fine episode. I feel like Impact has a lot of these episodes that are like, eh. I think it moves stuff along, but it, nothing super is, exciting. My thing though is that like I think if I went to see this episode live, I would still be like hyped up about what was happening. Yeah. I think it's just that Impact kind of has like a. I don't know, like, the, I don't know how to explain it. I feel like Impact just, like, has, um, kind of a common theme of being very, like, it's really good, but because it's really good, when it stays really good for really long, it's like, oh, well, that's just Impact today. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of it, I think a lot of it has to do with a couple things. Uh, first off is their monthly pay-per-views, which, same thing with WWE, it makes your weekly shows a bit more bland because you save your exciting stuff for the pay-per-view. Now, Impact is better at that than uh, WWE. Impact likes to shake things up. They still have exciting stuff every now and then. Um, but it also has to do with the fact that all of this is taped and the spoilers got out like uh sunday or saturday whenever they had uh, no surrender um and so i mean i read through the spoilers so i knew a lot that was happening today and that's my own fault um i read some of it to you you didn't want all of it yeah but like i kn- i wanted just enough yeah like i knew about the dot combat match I knew about Heath challenging. Um, I think that's pretty much it. But um, yeah, Heath challenging is very out of left field. But I think that's just their like holdover sacrifice match that they're like, uh, whatever. Yeah, and and Heath still made it seem reasonable and motivated. Um, 
but it doesn't feel as like motivated as like AEW, how it's like, okay, you have these rankings giving a very strict motivation for who challenges when. Um but um I think a lot of it also has to do with like just how they tell stories. You know? They they know they have to like they like they know the beats they have to hit. And it's not always super exciting, just beats they have to hit. Yeah. Um also fun fact. Hmm. Um So I'm Discord keeps freezing for me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't five seconds ago. Um but Discord keeps freezing for me. And I think I know what it is now. Do you? And I don't know what this... Hmm? No, I'm just saying, do you? Oh, sorry. I, I didn't hear you all the way. Um, I just plugged my laptop in because mm-hmm. it was dying. Yeah. And I think it's something with the charger. Because I was fine. I was all good before plugging this in, and then I had to plug it in. And last night when I unplugged it, things got a little better, I think. Okay. And my charger does make my laptop super, 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 like, nuclear hot. Uh-huh. Might also be a setting we can change um, in, the, in your laptop. But maybe from now on, we just charge it while we're watching the show, and then... We have to, like, make sure that our show, like, runs, like, 50 minutes tops, because my laptop's battery is old and... Okay, I mean, worst case, evil. you plug it in, like, three quarters of the way in. Not the biggest deal. Um interesting to know the to know what might be the problem. Right. Um but yeah. Impact. Uh let's see. Heath challenged Moose for the title. Um then we had the the dot combat match between Jordan Grace and Matt Cardona for the um digital media title. This this screen really lights up my whole a whole room. You are very bright. <laughs> oh god. Um Tenille Dashwood's back and they're ready to face the inspiration at sacrifice. Um John Skyler fought Bupinder Gujar. Um then we had Diana Perrazzo versus Lady Frost. They have to be doing something big with Macklin. Because Macklin had his interview, and I'm he talked a lot about Eddie Edwards, and I'm surprised he's not the one facing Eddie at Sacrifice, and it's Rhino instead. That doesn't make sense to me. I feel like they plan on Eddie winning, and they and they don't want Macklin to lose, because they probably have him in line for a title shot. Okay, I could see that coming. Um, he already had an X Division title shot, which didn't pan out. But maybe this opens up the door for a world title shot. Him versus Moose. You think that would be? I don't think that would be a rebellion, but I think that would be a little further down than that. Um, but 
I don't know. It it just seems like the the most logical match would be Eddie and Macklin, because Eddie's been doubting Macklin this whole time, or he's been making him look bad in the group, and and having him as a scapegoat. Yeah. No, I I get that. I do get that because that makes sense. Um, I'd be pissed. Star Macklin. Mm-hmm. So. Um, let's see, we also had Diana uh, had her open challenge, Lady Frost accepted for the Reina de Reina's title. Yeah, I was I was glad that she challenged for that. Yeah. Since everyone's wanted the Ring of Honor She's one. like, I know I'm losing, might as well challenge for the ugly belt. That is an ugly ass belt. Yeah. Um, we had more Bullet Club stuff, this time G.O.D. coming back. And we're getting a eight-man tag match next week: Bull Club versus VBD and God. Um, we had Zicky Dice versus Jonah. Um, Gail, uh, Chelsea, and uh, Tasha Steeles will be facing off next week, and the winner will face Mickey at Sacrifice. Uh, and then we had six-man tag match. Honor No More versus uh, Impact, Team Impact, followed by Eddie Edwards coming out and explaining his side of the story, which almost resulted in, in a divorce. Eddie Edwards and Alicia. Uh, different pages. Uh, let's not say almost, because we still don't know. We don't know. Uh, yeah, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so. Uh, we got any news? I know we have some news. Yeah, we've got uh, some some news. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me pull that up, um, and let me also change the sign. Sign. Okay, dokey. We've got a couple things. Let's see. Where do we want to start today? Tonga just tweeted, fuck Jay White. And Rocky Romero responded saying, finally something we can agree on. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Okay, so... We've got actually a lot of news. Um... <clears throat> So first things first, some follow up to yesterday on Helico said that he was going to make an announcement regarding his career. Um, and it turns out that my poor dude tore his ACL uh, at the end of last year, which is why we haven't seen him since the end of last year. Um, he said that he's been healing up and training, um, but obviously in torn ACL is not exactly one of those. Uh, and I'm back. I wonder kind of injuries. Like yeah, I know we haven't seen him for that reason, but why haven't we seen Jack Evans? Maybe just because they're together. I I don't know. Doesn't explain because uh, we had Dante Martin when Darius got injured. Um, I don't know. Has Jack Evans been doing anything? You would know better mm-hmm. than I would. No. And it's maybe he's like, if my brother can't wrestle, neither can I. Yeah, maybe. I know. I know. Jack Evans has had like a great singles career. He's he's had a very long career. Um, a lot of it was singles. 
Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't want to wrestle singles right now. Then doesn't want to team with Matt Seidel. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe Matt is Matt Seidel like the like the service dog of sorts. Yeah, he's like the go-to villain. Is he a Dante? Where's Mike Seidel? I don't know. We haven't seen. Maybe maybe that's what we need. Maybe Mike Seidel's also injured, so on Helico and Mike Seidel can like heal up, and then Jack Evans and Matt Seidel can team up together. Let's see, Mike Seidel. Um. Nothing comes up immediately googling him, but there is Mike Seidel injury. October pulled from Rampage match due to injury. Mm. Um Doesn't seem like Oh, details horrific injuries Mike Seidel suffered. Oh I know, that's that's from a long time ago. Never mind. Yeah, the, uh, he he's injured, but it's not clear what he's injured with. Okay. Um. Other news we've got is that um, Brian Cage's contract was extended with AEW. Cool. Which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, it's it's especially interesting because they've had him off TV for so long that you wonder yeah. why they wanted to re-sign him. Like I mean, I get it. He's he's a uh, a good talent. I really like him. Um, but I just wonder, like, clearly they've been doing fine without him. Unless they've got plans. I'm really curious what those plans are. Speaking of plans, uh, Tony Khan has a massive announcement that's coming when soon. When doesn't he? When doesn't he have a massive announcement? Uh... Tony Schiavone said that they are working around the clock on a big announcement. Um, And Tony said that it's going to be great for the fans, for the wrestlers, and it's going to be awesome. I'm so excited. I don't know when we're going to be able to tell the fans, but I know that it's coming very soon. I hope it's, um, I hope it's about the AEW game. Yeah, you would think. Because if it's not specifically like an announcement uh, on Dynamite, then I feel like it's about the game. I don't know though. I hope it's the game. It doesn't feel like it's a talent announcement. Yeah. When did he tweet that? Or say that? Uh, Tony said that. If I could just get my phone to cooperate with me. Tony said that on. Uh, he said that in a segment, I think, um, yesterday. Like in a backstage, like. Mm-hmm. Twitter okay. thing. Okay. Um. Also, a match that was potentially supposed to be for Revolution is going to probably be postponed, um, which would have been Death Triangle versus House of Black six-man tag. It looks like that might be postponed um, because it looks like Phoenix still has a couple of weeks before he's going to be cleared. Okay. Um, a couple more weeks than they have. Um. There's a chance. I mean, it's Phoenix, so yeah. Who's to fucking say tomorrow he might be fine? 
I mean, it's but, a miracle he's, you know, clear to gonna be clear to wrestle like within the next six months after what we saw on fucking was it Rampage or Dynamite that that happened? I forget which show it was. Dynamite because we did a, po a post show. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Also, some fun news, and fun, I mean good, not fun, I guess, good news, um, is that um, Jake the Snake said that, um, oh, son of a bitch. Um, Your laptop plugged in? Yeah, it's gotta be. If it's not, I may as well go in there with you. Yeah. Um, Jake the Snake said that he is feeling good in spite of his COVID diagnosis, um, in December. Yeah. Um, in December, but apparently he is doing good and he said that he doesn't need to use his oxygen anymore. Um, he said that he does have to use it on airplanes, um, because of like the pressurization and stuff. But, um, he said that he can't run a marathon and then he said, never have, never will. So. <laughs> good for him. Um, truly, he sounds like my dad because he said, no, I can't run a marathon. Never have. Never will. I'm going to be around for a long time because I didn't make it through all the shit that I did to myself to drop now. That literally sounds like something my father would say yeah. to me. Yeah, it's a very dad thing. God. Love Jake the Snake. Um, let's see. Also, we've got some other AEW news in that. I apologize if I miss if I mispronounce this, but there's literally no other way I can think to pronounce it. Um, a UFC flyweight. Uh, uh, Try best person. Uh, named Jessica. I E Y E. A -A. That's why I said, I, I don't know. A -A? I have no clue. Oh, oh <laughs> you said that with so much confidence. I was like, okay, sure. Fine. Um, Jessica I said that she wants to wrestle in AEW. Um, will she? Who knows? But like, I guess if you're going to be a UFC rest, uh, a UFC fighter, right? Is that what yeah. they're called? And go anywhere, it's probably AEW. So. I'm sure there are a lot of people who want to fight in AEW too. Like, I want to fight in AEW. Very Don't doubtful about that. Um, okay. Let's see. Let's see where are we going. Uh, John Morrison is going to be at GCW and he's got a new name. Um, he is going to be Johnny Caballero. Um, well, he, he was Johnny Superstar AAA. Now he's Johnny Caballero. Um, at GCW, he changes his name up really wherever he goes. Yeah, it's it, te technically he changed it for um because it's the world on lucha, right? That he's going to be at. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that's exciting. I'm excited to see him, and I love that he's doing the name changing shit. Um, okay. So some other news before we get to the last piece of news that we are obviously going to talk about. Um, 
Diener re-signed his impact contract. Um, Austin Aries was announced for Control Your Fucking Narrative because I guess their narrative... I, I, I get a bad feeling of Control Your Narrative being the place where all these like controversial res- controversial wrestlers are going because of the idea of controlling your narrative mm-hmm. being change the fact that everyone knows you because you're a horrible person. Mm-hmm. I get a funny feeling. Get a, well. Anyways, that's just me. Um, then we also have Hideki Suzuki is returning to Pro Wrestling Noah um, for their tag team tournament, which I'm super excited about. Uh, that is more than enough of a reason for me to start watching it. Um, I'm glad that we're getting, you know, Hideki back in the game and not just like some fucking coach. Cause like, I think that was like the weird thing for me is that like all these wrestlers that like, like wrestlers that were like being allocated to like coaching positions or like coaching positions, like, and not wrestling. Mm. It just kind of rubbed me as weird. And to see them now like coming back and like wrestling, I'm like, Oh, maybe that wasn't exactly what you wanted to be doing. Right but it was how you were going to make your paycheck. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it turns out that Moose is currently working through an injury. Um, apparently, he tore his labrum. Um, he obviously plans to work through it because he still has the fucking title. Um, and there's really no timeline on how long that's going to take for him to heal from. Um, and then our last piece of... Or no, our second to last piece of news is that the Cody Rhodes uh, situation, according to Sean Ross Sapp, is, um, as he said, eerily silent um, since Friday or Saturday. There is no confirmation that he's signed or anything else. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what that's about. But obviously our... Piece of news that matters the most tonight is that a certain somebody is no longer with the WWE, and that is Cesaro. Cesaro apparently, according to PW Insider, I believe today, um, Cesaro was reportedly no longer with the WWE because his contract expired and he did not resign. Yeah. Um, he was scheduled to be at the taping tomorrow, but will not be there. Yes. Um, and he's had he's lost his last seven matches, which is as a result of um, the expiring contract. Um, but his last his last WrestleMania match, I mean, singles against Seth Rollins in a fucking banger. I mean, you can't ask for better than that. No, um, um, I'm, I'm excited to see where he goes. I'm excited to see what he does. Well, I might have a hint for you. So Eddie Kingston tweeted very vaguely. He said he doesn't have the balls to come to AEW. And apparently Eddie and Cesaro have real life heat. Um, Just like how Eddie and CM Punk had real life heat. Um, So Eddie Kingston had said in an interview, um, I believe it was with, um, with News 12, he, uh, he talked about his, his beef with CM Punk, but he also talked about his beef with Cesaro. But that is a lot more vague and a lot less 
um, motivated. Um, so specifically, his uh, beef with Cesaro is there's certain people in wrestling I do not like. This is a quote. Uh, Punk is one, Cesaro is another, the big Swiss idiot in WWE. I know him as Claudio Castagnoli. I don't like him. I don't respect him. If he ever comes to he if he ever comes here, we're going to have a problem. Or whenever his contract's up, I don't even pay attention to what he does. But guys like that, I just don't like, don't respect. Notice the lack of reasoning. Uh, back in May. I'm quoting the article right now. Back in May, Kingston called Cesaro a scumbag and said his dislike for Cesaro stems from Cesaro not putting him over in Chikara before he signed with WWE in 2011. Um, and he also has a problem with Chris Hero, who was a tag team partner of Cesaro's uh, for a long time in the indie scene. Um, but, as we've already seen... CM Punk's first feud in um, in AEW was with Eddie Kingston, and Eddie seems like the type to really want to channel that uh, that real life heat. And you know, I feel like I don't know. He Eddie doesn't seem like the type that if he actually hated somebody, he would go subtweeting about them. Like, that sounds like a dare. Like, please come here so that we can fight. It's also just weird because, like, I've literally never heard a bad thing about Cesaro in, like, the history of knowing about Cesaro. Yeah. Not one person have I ever. And, like, for somebody, like, I feel like, I don't know. And maybe I'm totally fucking wrong. Like, what the fuck do I know? Who do I know? I don't know anyone. Um, But you would just kind of hope that, like, if somebody's close friends with somebody, they share the same, like, ideals. Mm -hmm. And for Cesaro to be so close with... Um, like, Woods and Cole... Also, because he was, like, well-liked backstage, I feel like it's just... I don't know. I don't know. I guess maybe this is also me being like, I don't want Cesaro to be a bad guy. I hope he's not a bad person. Yeah, this, I mean, I don't want to speculate any of this stuff because it's all Eddie's personal feelings, but you know, it, when they work together, Cesaro might have been a different person or or it could just be for the sake of starting a storyline if he were to come in. Um, I, <laughs> I mean, it, it seems like that's what Tony Khan loves it, same thing happened with Danhausen. He loves when people come in and already have existing stories worked up, already have existing uh, feuds and um, you know um, mentions from AEW wrestlers. And Eddie, of course, would be a, a big one to vouch for you. Um, I also love how this article says it doesn't seem like seem likely Cesaro and Kingston will cross paths in AEW anytime soon as Cesaro reportedly re-signed with WWE earlier this year and the seven-time tag team champion remains a regular contributor on SmackDown. And that was December 21st that that article was written of 2021. So two months ago. A lot can change. Two months. Well, they did say earlier this year, so maybe he just signed a one-year extension. Which is not exactly the most promising that, thing in the that's world. That's actually exactly what happened. He signed a one-year extension. 
at least from what I heard. Yeah, one year extension is not exactly like a vote of confidence. In yeah, it's opinion. basically one year to decide on a Figure contract. Um, and it didn't work out. Maybe, maybe he wanted streaming to be a big thing. Hopefully, we can get him streaming a lot more, and and back to doing it regularly. I um, I'm just I'm I'm really excited to see where he ends up i'm excited to see him wrestling wrestling mm -hmm. again i i'm excited that we're like done with misusing him yeah, the dude is an immense talent i mean just look at any of his his two of his most recent feuds i mean before his uh Sheamus feud um look at his feud with roman and seth those were killer I mean, his, yeah. his match with Roman, I, I personally think it's very underrated. It was one of my favorites last year. Um, I mean, it, it was just oh, so yeah. good. What, what, I've almost completely forgotten about that. What, uh, what, what event was that? What pay-per-view was that at? Wasn't uh, Money in the Bank. Or was it Money in the Bank? No, Money in the Bank no, was that. No, I don't think there were fans. Huh? I don't think there were fans. Okay, so... Um, Money in the Bank was Edge. I think just before Edge was Cesaro. Was it after? I think it was after Daniel Bryan. So I think it was after WrestleMania. Yeah. No, 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 no. It was before WrestleMania. Oh, it was before WrestleMania. Was, was the Rumble? return to fans? Rumble. Maybe. It wasn't Chamber because Chamber was Daniel Bryan. I think it was after Chamber. Maybe before. God, you know what? Let me let me just look this up on Cage Match. I say I think there's an easy way to find yeah. out. Um, and also to add on to uh, Cesaro and his contract ending, um, with his contract, with with him leaving when his contract is up, he is not on not on a ninety day non compete, so he can right. go wherever he wants as soon as he wants. Right. Um, let's see. And unlike somebody, he didn't just have a child. Right, right, right. Um, so Hell in a Cell was against Seth. Backlash. It, oh, it was um, right after WrestleMania, so it was in front of fans. Oh, wait, no. Thunderdome. I guess they went back to the Thunderdome after WrestleMania. I forgot about that. Yeah, WrestleMania, was, Money in the Bank was the return to fans. WrestleMania was just like that one time, like, hey guys, we're kind of almost back. I thought Money in the Bank was before WrestleMania. Was it not? No. No. Oh. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought that was, was fantastic. Yeah, I don't disagree with you at all. Yeah. That was a his in ring sick fucking match. Yeah, and his in ring storytelling is so damn good because, I mean, you could see the parallels of like how he adapted um, Daniel Bryan's wrestling because there was a like a little bit of a storyline where Daniel Bryan was like helping him out um, before this, and he used the cross face several times in that match, knowing it was a weakness of Roman's. Or the LaBelle lock. Yes. Um, Please, Mark, it's not just a cross face. 
But enough of me going off about Cesaro. Uh, let's dive. Uh, do you have any more news? I assume that was the last bit. Okay. And I'm like, last night. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about today's Impact Wrestling. So Moose starts off the show. He comes out. And he says, month after month, I prove why I'm the greatest world champion in professional wrestling. I had no surrender. I did it again. I stepped into this ring face-to-face -face with a titan, and I put him down one, two, three. But you people talk about Eddie Edwards. There's only one man in pro wrestling that needs to be acknowledged. And that's me, the wrestling god. I love, I love when Moose makes these references, because it perfectly fits impact right now being the lobby of the forbidden door you're you're not wrong um and i i think he's the perfect person him and josh would probably be the perfect people to play that role who we can't say who yet because they still talk about him a lot who? <laughs> they mentioned his name so much today i know because if we say it's it's he's like bloody mary except like you've got to say his name a ton of times We've said his name like at least five times tonight alone. Yeah. Um, because without me, there wouldn't be Eddie Edwards. I have this ability that when you step into this ring with me, I change your life forever. I'll prove it to you. What happened to Josh Alexander? That's once. After I beat him for the world title, Bound for Glory, he is no longer at Impact Wrestling. What happened to your, your hero, Mid Cardona? He turned his back on you guys. He stooped so low, he hit Jordan Grace with a steel chair. And W. Morrissey. The Lord knows what downward spiral hell will go, or he'll go down. Uh, Keith then comes out and he says, Do you think this is a joke? This ain't no joke. Eddie was a huge piece of that impact puzzle. I can't do it with Cameron Grimes anymore, so I gotta do it with Heath. I got kids. We're at war. I busted my ass to get here at impact. Once I got to Impact, I may have gotten hurt and been out for a whole year, but Impact Wrestling stuck by me. <laughs> yes, Mary, return to my accents. <laughs> There's been less people to, to imitate uh, than, than on NXT. I can't imitate LA Knight anymore. That sucks. Why not? Because we don't cover in, uh, NXT. Oh, yeah. I thought you were just saying that you can do camera because like, they've kind of like washed out well, Cameron. both yeah both of those um so but but res impact wrestling stuck by me these people stuck by me and if i have to stand tall and help impact i will i'm looking to at our champion and he's doing nothing moose says i have a question for you where were you the last month when honor no more was wreaking chaos where were you when eddie did what he did Keith says have you heard of the COVID protocols? <laughs> bold. Which is a bold thing to say after allegedly he said that he was anti-mask. It wasn't allegedly. It was on his Instagram story. Right. right. I just like to fit that allegedly in there just to cover our bases. Fair enough. Could have been hacked. You never know. Yeah. You never know. Sure. <laughs> Uh, uh, I took my COVID test and I'm negative. <laughs> Just 
<laughs> it looks like Morrissey is done with your feud. My first match ever in Impact was against you. That alone is good motivation and good explanation for the story. It, what? I just... Uh, where, Moose was like, where were you when Honor No More was, was attacking us? And it's like, well, where was Moose? Moose wasn't doing shit Moose about it. Morrissey. Yeah, but Moose wasn't doing shit about Honor No More. Why is he fucking talking about but it? No, re remember he said, uh, well, no, because Heath said our champion wasn't doing shit. And then Moose turns it around on Heath. And then later when he's talking to Scott, Moose says, I don't give a shit about Honor No More. And why did he, but why did he use it as a talking point? Because like, I just he don't... just wanted to turn it around on Heath because Heath wasn't there either. Nah, whatever. Moose is a hypocrite. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the point. <laughs> he's a heel. Um. Uh, fuck, where was I? Um. Uh, Heath said, uh, my first match ever in Impact was against you, now the Impact World title, and I want to face you so these people will have a champion that will stand up and fight for their company. Moose says, is that what you want? I know you weren't listening. I don't think you'd want to go down that spiral. I don't give a damn about Ring of Honor, Honor No More, Impact Wrestling, Rich Swan, Willie Mack, Steve Macklin, Chris Saban, you... Rhino, your family, or your ugly ass kids. And then, uh. It's just. <laughs> Moose really loves to just heal it up, and I love it. <laughs> just calling his kids ugly. <laughs> that was a bit much, but I was like, alright, sure. Uh, so Heath then attacks Moose, and then that ends that. Heath goes backstage, and he meets up with Team Impact. Scott Demore walks in, he says, okay, I see what's going on, and it is not happening. We're going to stand by our word. Honor no more has every right to be here. Any problem you have, take care of it in the six-man tag match. Eddie is coming here tonight and explaining why he did it. Nobody's putting their hands on Eddie tonight. You want him? No problem. But tonight he's off limits. Uh, you can have him at sacrifice. And then Rhino says, at sacrifice, I'll rip him in half violently. It should be Macklin. Let Macklin do it. Let Macklin do it and get the win over Eddie. Give Impact a win. A singles win won't mean shit. But it'll be good for Macklin. Um, so then Scott goes to meet up with Honor No More. He says, it's your first night on the job and you're not on time. A deal's a deal and you've got safe passage. But something's, mi something's missing. I think you're one man light. Where's Eddie? Matt Taven says, we trust you, but a lot of guys back there aren't following your same trend. Uh, so Eddie's going to come and say his piece. Moose walks in. Says, I don't have an issue with you or any of you guys, but don't get in my way and don't come at after this title or there will be problems. Taven just says, we're happy to see you. And Mike Bennett looks at him and he goes, what, uh, uh, what, what do you say? Good to see you again? Something like that. But I remember you. Yeah, I remember you. Yeah, because they fought at Terminus. And uh, it, was a, it was a very fast match which ended in DQ because Moose didn't understand pure rules. <laughs> Moose was like, I'm going to keep throwing this man over the top rope and nobody's going to stop me. 
Was that the problem? And then the ref was like, actually. Was it the was it the throwing him over the top rope that was the problem? Or was it the close fist punching? I think it was something. No, it was throwing him over the top rope, because I remember Mike Bennett finished the match outside of the ring. Okay, okay. Um, so then... Uh, Scott, when he's alone with Moose, asks him... Or says, you don't have a problem with them as long as they don't get in your way? What happened to you? Maybe he had to use right about you. Maybe you're a joke. Well, it's going to be you and Heath at sacrifice. Good luck, champ. Scott is probably the most complex managerial figure in, in all of pro wrestling. Like he, he is such a great character and a great performer, too. Him and Don Callis are both amazing. Um, William Regal too, but he's not active anymore. Miss him. Yeah, I miss him too. Well, he's got to be planning to do something because he has merch now. Brian Danielson name dropped him last night. I know. So maybe I don't. I don't know. I I hope he shows up literally anywhere. I I will buy a whole ass streaming service just to watch some indie shit that he's in. William Regal starts a Patreon. He's like, this is the only way you're ever going to fucking see me on a camera ever again. (laughs) (laughs) Subscribing at the highest tier. Thank you, William. Only fans start showing ass pics. I'd buy that. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, So then we get Jordan Grace versus Matt Cardona for the digital media title uh, in a dot combat match. This is the first time I've ever heard of this. Um, there's a decent enough chance this might be the first time this is ever a match. It was pretty cool, though. It wasn't that bad. Okay. It, it was, it was, you gotta admit, it was less goofy than it could have been. Because at least the it, stuff they used looked like it hurt. It could, in fact, have been goofier. You are correct. Um, like, like the um, phone bit, I'm sure that hurt a lot. The phone bit just had to hurt because, like, it's a, that's a lot of, like, blunt force going into your back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so Jordan comes out first with a DVD player, I believe, with, like, a bunch of stickers on it. And I'm pretty sure it said something like subscribe to, like, Jordan Grace or something like that or follow at so-and-so. Um, just kind of, like, what's it called? Self-promoing. Um, she then sends that DVD player into the head of Cardona once the match begins. We get some elbows to him, and then Jordan lifts Matt to ringside, and by that I mean, like, lifts him over the ropes, and he just goes flying. Um, she then dives out onto him. Back in the ring, Cardona slaps Jordan with a keyboard, and then knocks her in the face with, like, I think what ended up being a selfie stick. I, 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 I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Um, after choking her out with the cord of a mouse, which... I realized as I typed up the that line, that's a very antiquated statement. <laughs> like, I was thinking about it, I was like, a mouse with a fucking cord? Yeah. I don't know her. Yeah. Um, I haven't known her in a very long time. Um, 
Cardona tries to suplex Grace, but Grace ends up lifting him up, dropping him like ribs first onto like the top edge of a chair, which is fucking vile. Um, then gets a keyboard shot off onto his back. Jordan then takes that selfie stick from earlier, tears it up, kind of uses it like a kendo almost. Mm-hmm. Um, she ends up Vader bombing onto Cardona. Then she gets her big old bag that usually is tax. Uh, but in the, instead, it's a bunch of like old ass cell phones. Nokia's, it looks like Motorola's. Yeah, um, cell phones that will probably still work after um, what ends up happening, which is Matt ends up stopping her from achieving anything, wraps a core around his fist, goes to punch her, but instead gets powerbombed into the cell phone. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, the cover is broken because he still has that cord around his fist and he's got a mouse at the end of it. Slaps Jordan in the head with that. Eventually, Jordan goes for the low blow on Cardona, but Matt is wearing a um, his fun little bedazzled cup, um, and he goes to shove it in Jordan's face, but with the strength of God, Jordan repels it and low blows him again. He uses the cup against him because <laughs> he's a dumbass. Um, she uses the cup against him, uses it on his face, and doesn't result in a pin though. Eventually, she runs into a chair that was set up in the corner earlier. And in doing that, she gets pinned because Cardona holds onto the ropes, which is perfectly legal. I didn't realize it was perfectly yeah. legal in this match. Uh, I, I tried looking up this match on Cage Match, but it just has it as a no disqualification instead of dot combat. Right. I mean, like, obviously, like, the this style of match has been done, but, like, not this match, yeah. per se. Yeah. Uh, so after that, we get the influence backstage. Tennille's back and she says, I come back and first thing that happens is I lose my match because of you, Caleb. The Inspiration come in and they say, welcome back. We're super, very excited that we get to defend our titles against you at Sacrifice. Um, and they, they bicker back and forth about Caleb. Cassie slaps Madison. Uh, and then they, they exit. And it's also revealed that Cassie's fighting Madison uh, next week singles match so then we get Jake something in an interview he says I'm disappointed nobody wants to lose a match because Trey Miguel teamed with Jake something uh, in, in BTI against Ace Austin and Mike Bailey um, Trey Miguel then walks in and he says for two guys that never teamed I think we had, a, we had a good showing we're not fighting for gold so don't be hard on yourself I, I'm siding with Jake something this is pretty patronizing he says, I'm disappointed, but that doesn't change a thing. I will be the X Division champion. I don't need your pity. Um, Trey says, you got something to say? Then say it with your chest. Jake says, I don't need your pity. I just need you to fear me. I hope Jake something wins. Also, Jake does make a good point where he was like, I'm twice your size. <laughs> and I was like, yes, you are. Yeah. You are a very big boy. I don't know why you're in this division, but sure. <laughs> um, so then we get John Schuyler versus Bupinder Gujar. Um, it's actually Bupinder Gujar. Gujar, okay. Because I thought it was Gujar as well, but um, then I realized that it kind of rhymes with his first name. Mm, okay. I'm in the most distracting possible way. Um, John Schuyler confuses the shit out of me. Why? Um, I don't. I I don't know. He's just nasty as fuck. But I don't get what like. He's got like no gimmick. 
Yeah, like I don't know why he's nasty as fuck. Yeah. Like, is it because he thinks he's better than everyone? Does he like have some beef with like God? <laughs> it's like know. as soon as he came into Impact, everyone was just booing the shit out of him. Like, oh, I I just thought that he's a huge heel on the Indies that everyone knows is a huge heel. But I don't know. Even if he is, like, usually heels on the Indies have like a little bit of a reason for being shitty yeah or at least it's less confusing i don't know anyways we get a flying back elbow to skylar and a drop kick right on the buzzer um Gujar and skylar end up miscommunicating though in a really weird like it was very strange i don't know what that was about but it was something i noticed where Gujar looked like he was going to and maybe it's just because skylar actually knew the camera angles better than Gujar. Mm-hmm. but Gujar went to throw Skyler like whip him into the ropes and then on the rebound um suplex him and he pushed him into the ropes on the far side from like the ramp by the hard cam like he like clearly was aiming him that way but Skyler ended up running through that and like pushing through basically to run into the opposite ropes mm-hmm. or not the opposite ropes but the the, the ropes um on the yeah, I left side. I had a feeling because I noticed that too. I had a feeling that John Skyler knew, or or maybe Boopinder just like wasn't sure where the hard cam was, and John Skyler was helping guide him so that the hard cam could get the best shot on the next spot. Right, because the next spot wouldn't have looked good, or looked nearly as good if he had gone to the hard cam ropes as opposed to the left side ropes. Because yeah. the next the next spot was a massive suplex. Mm. Um, that just fucking slammed Skylar. So, I mean, good going for him if that was what happened there. Um, Gujar then goes up top, but Skylar avoids um, whatever the fuck Gujar was going to go do. He ends up sending Gujar into one of the buckles and then into the steel post kitty corner from that. Uh, Skylar ends up focusing on tearing up the arm of Bupinder, but he gets free. Hits Skylar with a sling blade and then a ripcord knee to the face. Eventually, he gets a spinebuster off onto Skylar. Um, Gujar goes up top. Skylar follows him up there, and Bupinder ends up sending him down to the mat before hitting him with just a fucking nasty little spear. Just not nice. Oh yeah, that that was fucking middle rope spear. Like, it's like the opposite. Of I know it wasn't a slingshot spear, but like it may as well have been called a slingshot spear because like he slingshotted himself. Yeah, he got leverage on that. Yeah, that was it was awesome. So then W. Morrissey comes out and he punches John Skyler immediately, uh, and then he's about to choke slam Brian Myers through his little commentary table, um, but John Skyler saves him. Then Morrissey gives him the BQE through the table. Um. And I have a feeling John Skyler might be teaming up with Brian Myers. Seems a bit likely. It did feel like that was kind of where we were going, like a tag match or something. God, Boop. No, it'll probably be a two-on-one. Because Boopinder wasn't really part of that. Or or Boopinder could uh, team up with um, Raj Singh. Maybe they make that friendship well, work again. Well, no, what I was saying is that like if it was going to be a tag match with 
Brian Myers and John Schuyler versus W. Morrissey. Oh. I was like, who would be his partner? But it might just be a two-on-one because the idea of Boopinder and fucking W. Morrissey together. <laughs> fucking God. I don't think Boopinder um, also, wants anything to do with Morrissey. <laughs> yeah, my dude saw all that happening on the side and was like, yeah. anyways, see you guys later. Um, poor W. Morrissey, though, with the fucking BQE. Mm. Second time. It last, uh, at No Surrender, he went for with Moose and got kicked in the fucking head. And today, John Schuyler kicked him in the fucking head on the way up. And it's just a power bomb. It's not like it's like something that's like intricate. Yeah, it's like a high power bomb, though. True. Um, so then we get a promo from Macklin. He says, I could give a damn what Eddie has to say. He's laid out his narrative of me being the traitor when he turned his back on his people. Next week, he answers to me. Like, why is this happening next week? This should be the sacrifice match. It's much more motivated than than Rhino and Eddie. Um, I was gonna make a bad joke. Never mind. Okay. All right. Well, he said narrative, and I was like, oh, maybe he should go control that narrative. No, I I have a feeling he wants nothing to do with them, <laughs> considering. The next person who could join could probably be Jackson Riker. And we know that Macklin did not like Jackson Riker. I'm like, I am chomping at the bit waiting to find out who's the next fucking person to control their narrative. Yeah, yeah. Watch, it's like... Because I can't wait to see the fucking shit show at the fuck factory that's gonna be. Watch, it's Cody. Cody's like nah fuck WWE EC3 is my home now (laughs) fuck those snowflakes (laughs) well then he can truly be Homelander yeah yeah. they they could put him at the top of every card (laughs) every every episode every pay per view oh god they probably got a TV deal did you know that yeah, we talked about that on the news oh, uh, a couple days ago. Yeah. Um, but God, Macklin should be facing Eddie at sacrifice. Like that, that has much more weight to it than Eddie versus Rhino, in my opinion. And I don't see them taking it to Rebellion and having Eddie versus Macklin at Rebellion. Because Eddie's probably going to be facing Moose at Rebellion. And Eddie's probably going to win. Didn't you, didn't you just say that you didn't think Eddie was going to be facing Moose at Rebellion, no, but I, like maybe somewhere else? I said uh, that's the worst case scenario. I said Macklin wouldn't be facing Moose at Rebellion, but uh, it's further down the line. I, I said the worst case scenario for Rebellion would be Eddie versus Moose. Um, which isn't looking like the worst case now, because I could see... I don't see that happening, honestly. You don't see him facing Moose and trying to have the impact title for Honor No More? No, I really don't, Um, because Honor No More doesn't really seem interested in that title um, right now. They just seem interested in being fucking annoying, and they're doing a great job. I don't know. Moose did mention, he said to them... Um, and if any of you go for this, the belt, 
what do you say exactly? Um, uh, he said, uh, and don't come after this or there will be problems. He didn't say that to Eddie, though. And whenever somebody says, don't I, go for the title, they're going to go for the title. I, I don't see it. I don't want to see it because I really don't want that to be the main event of Rebellion by any. It, it's either Eddie or Jay White. It's one of those two. Gotta be. Or maybe Eddie versus Jay White. Because the whole thing with Eddie in his promo today was he's tired of these people coming from outside companies into Impact. And what's happening right now? People from New Japan coming in. It, it, the, sto the, puzzles, the puzzle pieces fit together so well right now. It's going to end up being Bullet Club versus Honor No More. OGK versus Good Brothers, probably. And then um, um, Jay versus Eddie... Chris Bay versus uh, Vincent. Hikaleo versus PCO, wherever Hikaleo is. You, those don't sound like amazing matches, but it's probably going to be how it goes. Um, so anyway, then we get uh, Deanna Praza's Champ Champ Challenge. Um, and the person answering is Lady Frost, and she wants the Rana de Rana's title. Um, I was excited about this. Me too. Um, it was a pretty good match, too. We started with some grappling. A lot of grappling, actually. And Lady Frost really spent a lot of this, like, the first part of this match just running circles around Deanna, and not, like, in, like, the way where she's, like, can't keep up with me, but, like, in, like, the doing so much more than Deanna was doing and, like, getting absolutely nothing out yeah. of it. Um, eventually she gets an elbow to Deanna. Deanna stomps on the calves of Frost after a failed sort of surfboard submission. Um, then she kicks the hamstrings of Frost before falling with Frost's leg in her legs. Um, Peraza then slams the knee of Frost onto the apron after sliding to ringside. We get a kick to Perazzo and then a moonsault off the apron onto Perazzo. Um, doesn't really matter. Back in the ring, we get um, Frost down into a Boston Crab until Frost grabs the ropes. And then, unfortunately, a very... Uh, an immaculate uh, jackknife cover on Diana ends up getting reversed pretty swiftly into... The armbar, and then right into the Venus de Milo for Deanna to retain. God, Deanna's so damn good at the armbar. Like, she... The Venus de Milo looks, like, fucking vile. Will, Makes me, like... Every time, looks like it's gonna rip her opponent's arms out. Every time. Oh, God. Deanna fucking needs gold around her waist forever. She's just... I can't see her without a title. I'm glad they, they gave her those two titles after she lost the Impact, or the Knockouts title. Alright, so then, uh, after Deanna leaves, Giselle Shaw comes out. Um, and she kind of glances at Deanna, 
as they're walking out, teasing a future match. Um, and she just poses in the ring in front of Lady Frost, just rubbing dirt in her wounds. And then, um, I I am not. Hmm. I'm not a big fan. I I don't mind like. I'm I'm kind of liking Giselle Shaw so far, but like we haven't seen too much for me to really judge. Um, but she does seem a lot different from a lot of the people on the roster, which is something I like to see. Uh, I also I also really like her walkout music. Really, I don't like it at all. Really? I think it's just cheesy. Oh, I kind of like it. I, I kind of like it because it's a little cheesy. Um, so then we get Bullet Club. Jay White. So glad Jay White's still around. He says, Impact announced my friend Alex Shelley against me at Sacrifice. Some would say it's personal, but it's always strictly business. Tama, Tonga, I know you feel it's personal. You see, you say Tama and Tonga. You just be talking about Tama. Yeah. Um, I know you feel it's personal. When I say it's business, I mean it. Sometimes in business, you have to shed the dead weight. So as the leader, I had to make an executive decision for the betterment of Bull Club business. But I'll tell you who will be in it. This man, Chris Bay, and the greatest tag team, the Good Brothers. Love that he put over. Because he, he talked a little bit more about Chris Bay. Love that he's putting Chris Bay over. This Oh. Hmm. I was just gonna say that, like the Good Brothers, yeah, they're just like there. Mm. Chris Bay is there because Jay wants Chris Bay yeah, there. Yeah, that's his boy. He, Chris Bay is is getting a huge rub from this whole experience, and I can't wait to see what it does for his career. Mm-hmm. Um, when did when did Jay White start? When was his debut? Oh God. I'm curious, because I want to know how much longer he's been in the game than Jay White, or than Chris Bay. 2013. He's been in the game for a while. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it was like early teens. It's only four more years than Chris Bay. But four is a pretty substantial amount of time, I guess, when like you've been doing so much so fast. I mean, the amount Jay White's been able to do in that time. And now he's Stunning. now he's doing a lot more on Impact and AEW at once. He could be he could be the the Nega Kenny. Just be like another belt collector all over the place, but like evil. This Kenny wasn't really evil. Oh, that you're saying like evil, no, no, and I was no, like, no, no, no. no not like not evil like at all. He's the Nega evil. <laughs> Nega Kenny, Nega evil. God, is he anything? <laughs> um, so Carl Anderson says, Bull Club just feels right with the Good Brothers. Um, Doc Gallows said, G.O.D., it was time. The real OGs are for life. Final by Design walks in. Eric Young says, when I make it, deal, it's permanent. Uh, you didn't tell us about what was happening with G.O.D. You always a shot at those titles. Um, Carl says, just because we have a deal doesn't mean we need to tell you everything. Um, Eric says, all of this could have been avoided. You owe us a shot. 
Jay says, The good brothers are under better management. Any agreement prior to this no longer exists. Eric says, At no surrender you won that night. I have a feeling you run it back again. It'll be a different result. But the G.O.D. runs in out of nowhere and fucking just <laughs> brawls with Bullet Club. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was minding my fucking business when all of a sudden I hear Tama scream, Jay White! <laughs> it's like, fuck! God damn! And not only that, not just that, not just, not, not just the screaming, but you see him go in for the fucking neck. Like, that... That was his point of contact, was the fucking neck, and I was like, Tama, we don't have to murder like this, baby boy, oh my god. Mm -hmm. You know what we need? You know what we need? We need to see that getting kicked out of Bullet Club, like, really puts G.O.D. in a ditch, and, like, they got nothing now. We need bum-ass Tama and Tonga. No! <laughs> we need bum-ass Corbin, but with G.O.D. <laughs> no. It would be so Tama good. Tama and Tonga deserve better than that. It would be so good. <laughs> Tama Tonga just comes in with the tomato sauce-stained shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Tongaloa's is car toad. <laughs> I just I, Oh god. I've I've seen I've seen so many freeze frames of Jay's fucking face. My dude looks like a scared fucking puppy dog. <laughs> The moment Tama makes contact with his body, he's just like fucking horrified. And I I want this man to eat shit in the worst way. Mm. Oh my god. It's so funny to me to see the fucking like constant Oh. Um you froze. Oh no. Not in the middle of her sentence. <gasps> okay. There we go. In the middle of my sentence? What sentence? You froze. In the middle of what sentence? Yeah, oh, God. Um, oh. I think goes after his throat you were talking about. I don't remember. <laughs> because I can still hear you through the wall, so I heard what you said. Uh, but I don't remember what Do you point. hear me say that I want to see him eat shit in the worst way? That did, I don't think that came up on the, on the stream. My god, I've been talking this whole fucking time. Um, I said, I want to see Jay eat shit in the worst possible way. Because, like, if anybody deserves to fucking suffer the consequences of their actions, it is Jay fucking mm -hmm. White. And it will be so f It's gonna be the funniest mm -hmm. shit. Especially because, like, Jay's like this big talk, like, guy... And yeah, he's kind of like a, uh, he's a good wrestler. His moves hit. But Tama and Tonga are not just like fun time boys. They're like. Ugh. Mm -hmm. I just. I am so excited. I'm so excited. This is going to be like, fuck the good brothers. So mad that they're still involved. Hate the fucking new shirts, by the way. Don't know if you saw those. I like Ugly them. as hell. 
Oh wait, no wait, the American. Okay, no, the American flag ones. Yeah, the American flag ones. They're, they're okay. They're okay. I've seen worse wrestling wrestling shirts. There have been worse wrestling shirts, sure, but like those are bad. It, um, with, with the American flag on it, it was done pretty well. It it wasn't a bad looking shirt. Mark is here to solidify himself as the actual heel commentator. I'm just saying, like, I I thought it was pretty pretty well done for what it was. I do. Nah, I didn't like I it. I do want a bullet club bomber jacket though. Those look pretty cool. Have you not seen the the bomber? Mm -hmm. I thought I could have sworn uh, Carl was wearing a bomber jacket or somebody was wearing a bomber jacket. I know they have Bullet Club bomber jackets that look sweet. I know that, um... Um... Oh, okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, but, um... So, anyway, going, going back to the episode, the whole brawl breaks out. And then we, we move on to Ziggy Dice versus Jonah. Should take about two seconds to explain this. Yeah, um, Ziggy gets like a chop lock off to Jonah, but Jonah ends up planting Dice in the ground with a body check and then a suplex and then a senton and then a powerbomb. And Ziggy gets beaten without the fucking finisher. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, also just announced for Joey Janela's Spring Break 6 Part 1. Alex Colon versus John Wayne Murdoch, a rematch for the GCW Ultraviolent title. I did not like that match that we saw between them. I think it was at the first GCW show we saw. Yeah. Uh, was it the first? I think so. The the one for the new year. Um, not looking forward to that. Um. But uh, oh, tomorrow's uh, the GCW show with uh, X Pac. That'll be fun. Oh yeah. Um. All right. So let's see. Where am I? We then get Gail Kim and Jonah backstage. Uh, Gail Kim says, "You cannot keep destroying your opponents." Um. Jonah says, "And stop serving me these appetizers." Gail says, "Okay." Then at sacrifice, you'll be fighting PCO. Johnny Swinger then runs in and says, If he even makes it to sacrifice, I want one more shot at the walking condominium next week. <laughs> he's he's got to have Hernandez like help him out. Because there's no way uh, Swinger is going to... Didn't he fuck over Hernandez? No, he didn't fuck over Hernandez. He did! He left Hernandez in the ring to get fucking, like, destroyed by W. Morrissey. Yeah, but we didn't see... And he just, like, fucked off. He was like... We didn't see them break up or anything. True. Um, so speaking of Gail Kim, we still get her and Chelsea Green and Mickey James. So Mickey said... Or, uh... Gail says... No. Mickey says, after No Surrender, I realized we need a marquee match for the for the future. Chelsea has been behind my back this whole time. I think she deserves it. Um, they're both down with the idea, but Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans walk in, and Tasha says, Chelsea? What did she do to get an opportunity? What about Miss Thang here ran into Chelsea, costing me, my, costing me the title? 
I can beat your ass any time and you had your and had to use your friend to beat me. Mickey says, you have had to use your friend for every win. Uh, Gail then says, Tasha versus Chelsea next week, and the winner will be the number one contender for Sacrifice. Uh, Tasha says, another loss for the non-factor. Mickey says she'll keep her eyes on Savannah, but Chelsea says, no, I'll do it myself. This has to, Mickey and Chelsea has to result in Chelsea turning on her. If it doesn't, this was wasted time. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I, I, Chelsea should take the title from her after a turn, if it's not Tasha. Um, I, it should be Tasha, it, but it's not going to yeah, be Tasha. It should be Tasha, but Chelsea should be the next one. Um, especially if it's as a result of her turning on her. Maybe like during a match, she, lo- she like low blows her. Oh no, that's legal. Maybe she pulls out a chair. Matt Cardona's her way through the match. Um, so then we get OGK and Kenny King versus Rich Swan, Willie Mack, and Chris Saban. I'm I'm begging Rich Swan and Willie Mack to get a a tag team name. I was gonna ask you because I kind of just assumed that they had one, but I guess no. I mean, they're the jerseys they wear say Soldiers on them, like Soul S O L S O U L. Yeah. You would think that would that be their tag it? team name, but no. Is it not? They're never referred to like as that. Which is so weird. I, we should just start referring to them like that. Sure. Um, I, I'm also, I'm, I'm tired of these matches. I'm sorry. I'm so tired. I, I... And not... I am too. And not even because like they aren't entertaining per se, because they are kind of entertaining. It's just it's not wrestling. Yeah, I I am very tired of multi-man matches recently. It's, I think what did it was watching so much New Japan. All those multi-man matches really? tired me out. See, I like the New Japan multi-man matches. I I, I feel such comfort watching them. Personally, the only company that I really like watching multi-man matches in is AEW. That's the only uh, only promotion that really makes they me. They rarely do multi-man matches. That, that's the thing, though. They rarely do them, so they they feel special. You do them so often, it just feels tiring. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Um, so saving gets tossed into Kenny while the other boy. Um, and that being Rich and Willie take their turns uh, attacking Kenny. Saban ends up kicking Bennett, gets lectured by PCO for it, which I thought was fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, like, PCO just comes by and he's like, hey! Uh. I was like, okay. PCO, you're not even part of this fucking match, dude. What? Um, Bennett then hits Saban, who was distracted by PCO, with an elbow off the ropes. Back in the ring, Taven gets a twisting neck breaker. Um, this gets King in. King hits the leg drop, begins choking Saban against the ropes. Um, eventually, we get a kick to the jaw of Taven from Rich Swan. Um, this gets Willie Mack in. And they hit their little tag team maneuver on Taven to uh, not get the pin. Um, then we get a standing moonsault on Taven and a pop up uppercut um, on Bennett. 
William Mack then drives Taven into the canvas while um, taking out literally, or while King takes out literally everyone else from Impact off the apron. Um, he then like stands on the apron to like tease Willie Mac, and Willie Mac just walks up to him and fucking slaps him <laughs> off the fucking apron. I was like, oh my god. Um, OGK ended up taking control though. Uh, they get a proton pack off onto Mac to win the match because that. Oh, it, it's yeah. okay. Um, so then Eddie Edwards comes out. And Eddie has a long promo. He says, uh, first we start off with wrestlers arguing with Scott, Scott Demore, uh, Team Impact, arguing with him uh, as they're escorted out. And Eddie says, you're angry. I get it. I see it in your eyes. You're pissed off. You feel betrayed. You're right. But you're wrong to blame me. I have known Honor No More for a long, long time. I came up with most of them. But that is not why I joined them. We all spilled blood for Ring of Honor. I felt betrayed when Ring of Honor announced they'd be taking a hiatus. All that blood, sweat, and tears meant nothing. But that is not why I joined Honor No More. Honor No More, their issues is not about one time, one place, or one company. They have identified a corruption. The cancerous growth of dishonor within this industry. And they are here to expose it. And I stand with them. I'm here to expose that same dishonor within Impact Wrestling. Two years ago, the world changed. Impact Wrestling was forced to change with it. Scott and Impact would allow wrestlers of other companies to compete in Impact. Week after week, we didn't know who would show up. And I enjoyed that. I believed in what they were doing. I had faith they were doing what was best for this company. I kept that same faith when they allowed Kenny Omega to challenge for a title. And then Rich Swan failed to do his job, and he let our world title fall into the hands of a man that did not work for this company. Impact management failed to see what was right in front of their eyes, so it was up to us, the boys and girls in the back. We're going to fix what impact management broke, so I waited patiently for my shot. Sammy Callahan failed to win back the title, then Moose failed to do his job. Uh, all this time, I waited and I picked up a win over Kenny in a six-man tag. Then, I knew I was next. I was ready. But then, when the time came to choose who would restore honor to this company, they chose Josh Alexander. Wrong. It was Christian Cage. Yeah. That was, like, weird that he completely ignored Christian. Maybe because Christian's still, like, an outsider, I guess, even though he's been in Impact for a long time. Or TNA. Maybe. Um, it was at that moment I realized Impact truly had honor no more. All the faith I had in this company, they had zero faith in me. I had no faith but to listen to what Honor No More was preaching. I was honored by the heart of Impact Wrestling. I did not turn my back on this company. This company ripped the heart from the chest of this company with the decisions of this company. Every step of the way, you were happy and cheering. So when you ask me why did you do this, I gave everything to this company and got nothing in return. Ask me two years ago if I'd be right here. Like I said, anything is possible. And then Alicia Edwards comes out. And she says, what are you doing? Uh, and Eddie's like, we talked about this. 
we're on the same page. And Alicia says, we did talk about this, but since you decided to make it public, so will I. I can't believe you're defending your actions instead of asking for forgiveness from the impact to each and every one of these fans. Eddie says, how can you say that? You were there for me when I waited for my shot. Alicia said, I did see it, but you taught, taught me to keep faith. Are you really going to stand here and believe Moose, Sammy, and Josh didn't deserve their opportunities? I know you wanted to be him, but Josh did the job. He brought the title back to Impact, and you need to stop bitching and celebrate with our real family. Eddie says, Lish, that's where you're wrong. This is my family now. Alicia asks, then what does that make me? Eddie says, I don't know, Alicia. That is up to you. I did not turn my back on anybody. I'm walking away from those that have turned their backs on me. Oh, you are flashing green. Oh, boy. Ah. <laughs> that was weird. Ah. Uh, and then Eddie walks out, and that's the end of that. What a killer promo. That was so damn good. Yeah. Oh, a week. Don't know what this means for their marriage, but sick. Yeah. But it's a week of amazing promos. Yeah. Uh, even, Something's in the water. Even Moose and Heath had a great promo. Yeah. Are there any good promos uh, on WWE? On NXT? Were there any good ones? Malcolm Bivens had a good one. Had a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, him. Um. Alright, so that settles that. You want to uh, move on? So to remind everyone, uh, after our after our best of the night, we'll be doing our predictions for Terminus 2. I know Terminus 2 has already happened, but we'll be recapping the show on Sunday. So we haven't seen the show at all. We haven't heard anything, so we're, we made our predictions. And, and they will apply when we watch the show on Sunday or Saturday night. Um, so before we get to the best of the night, let me recap we go over this week's top 10 wrestlers of professional wrestling another week another update so this is uh, based on wins and losses if you're unfamiliar so starting at number 10 he is the tnt champion sammy guevara uh at number nine from New Japan Pro Wrestling, he was the most recent challenger for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, Tetsuya Naito. At number 8, from Dragon Gate, Yuki Yoshioka. Number 7, from BJW, Daisuke Sekimoto. Uh, at number 6, um, the former IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Shingo Takagi. At number 5, also from Dragon Gate, Dragon Dia. At number four, uh, from New Japan Pro Wrestling, Great O Khan. At number three, the new IWGP United States Champion, Sonata. At number two, the SmackDown Women's Champion, Charlotte Flair. And finally, at number one, the Raw Women's Champion, Becky Lynch. New Japan's kind of taken over that list. Japan entirely has taken over that list. There's only three people on that list that are not from Japan. Their, their work rate really pays off. All right. So 
before we get to the best of the night, if you have a question for our question segment, leave it in the chat now so it's there when we move on uh, after our predictions. And if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment and we'll get to it in the next one. And if you're listening on Spotify, join us at twitch.tv forward slash the pinfall podcast. Bless you uh, to chat with us live. Oh, shit! You, you didn't mute yourself. I thought I lost it, so I unmuted myself in the moment I unmuted myself. I- <clears throat> All right. You want to talk about promo of the night? Hell yeah. Eddie Edwards. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, God. The bright screen is like killing my eyes. Oh, see, I'm in a comfy little yeah, room with I'm like sure you a warm ambient I'm sure you light. Maybe if I make that a little warmer, it'll be better for my eyes. Mm. Um. All right, so let's talk about Wrestler of the Night. Oh, let's see. Let's see, let's see, let's see. I'll give you three choices. I'm not I'm not too Thank confident you. with these choices. In fact, let me change one of these. All right, so three choices are Jordan Grace, Deanna Perrazzo, or Mike Bennett. Uh, Jordan Grace. Really? She had the longer match. I would have chosen Deanna, but she... Deanna's match was kind of short. Um, do you see when Mike Bennett was like, like thrown back into the ring, but he bounces off the ropes and comes back out? That was sick. With an elbow? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. All right. Let's talk about match of the night now. Oh, you picked Jordan Grace. Let me just highlight that. All right. Match of the night. As always, we go from the worst match to the best match of the night. And then we'll talk about which one's the match of the night. So, first off, worst match of the night with a 3 out of 10. Zicky Dice versus Jonah. It was a squash match. Nothing to it. Next up, 4 out of 10. John Schuyler versus Bupinder Gujar. Another squash match, but uh, that finish was really cool. Um, next up, with a 5 out of 10. Diana Perrazzo versus Lady Frost. It was, it was a decent enough match. It was pretty good. Um, would love to see Lady Frost get like an extensive challenge uh, for a title. Uh, next, 5 out of 10, Jordan Grace versus Matt Cardona. It was pretty solid. Matt Cardona? Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was much less goofy than I expected it to be, which was very nice to see. It's, it wasn't too gimmicky. It wasn't like a fucking uh, orchestra of destruction or symphony of destruction match. Mm-hmm. Where all that, it's just so goofy every little bit. Um, but this was, this was a good balance. All right, my pick for match of the night. Uh, OGK and Kenny King versus Willie Mack, Rich Swan and Chris Sabin, 6 out of 10. I thought it was a, I thought it was a really fun match. I agree. Um, OGK is always a ton of fun to watch. And Chris Saban always loves putting his body through hell. So, what's not to love? Alright, so, to run it back, promo of the night, Eddie Edwards explains his actions, wrestler of the night, uh, Jordan Grace, match of the night, OGK and Kenny King versus Willie Mack, Rich Swan, and Chris Saban. Alright, now, 
before we get to the questions, let's go over our predictions for Terminus 2. So, for those who don't know how our predictions work, we predict the outcome of every match, and for every incorrect prediction, we do a dab of hot sauce. Um, and whoever has the most correct predictions will be dubbed the Pinfall Podcast Prediction Champion. I am now a two-time, or not a two-time, uh, I've had two defenses. He's only won it twice. I've not only won it twice. I've won it more than that. He's only won it twice, no. guys. I have defended it. twice. I, in this one reign, I have defended it twice. Rumble and um, no surrender. No, Elimination Chamber. No, no surrender. Yeah, no surrender. I forgot which show we... Imagine I unhinged my jaw and just like... And the champion gives a punishment to the loser. Um, so... We should start doing let, let, letting the audience predict. I feel like that would be fun. Do like Twitter polls. Oh, for fuck's sake! Oh, maybe we could do like Twitter polls and uh, and see what everyone we predicts. Could. Yeah, we could. All right. So for Terminus Two, a lot of you might already know the results, um, but. Uh, don't tell us. Yeah, don't tell us. No spoilies. So, first match of the night: Queen Amanada versus Killa Kate. Who do you have? Um. First of all, if my uh camera goes green, I'm typing the predictions, so I won't be able to see. Okay. Um. Oh, you haven't made them yet. I haven't typed them out, no. Okay. Um, I am going with Queen Aminata. Me too. We're both Queen Aminata. All right. Ready for me to move on? Uh, next is Dante Caballero and Joe Keys versus Daniel Garcia and Kevin Blackwood. Wait, say that again? Dante Caballero and Joe Keys. Versus Don, uh, Daniel Garcia and Kevin Blackwood. Oh, Daniel Garcia. That was my prediction. Okay. Uh, yeah, I picked Don, uh, Daniel Garcia and Kevin Blackwood as well. Tag team match. Um, all right, next up is Jay Lethal versus Baron Black. I'm very torn on this. Um, this one was hard. Uh huh. Um, sorry, I'm trying to type. Uh, I I, I want to say Baron Black. I want to too, but there's no good reason to not give it to Jay Lethal. Unless, like, they're going to make, like, a thing of, like, Baron Black constantly his own permission. Yeah. Which would be... I mean, it's a Taka Michinoku thing. Um, but, like, like he, he went so far with Bandito. But he is 0-50 in AEW. 
There is no way. But also, Jay Lethal's not doing shit on AEW right now. I don't know. I still, th I, I'm picking Jay Lethal though. All right. All right. Next is a fatal four-way match: Chris Sabin versus Trey Lamar versus Leon Ruff versus Kenny Alfonso. I thought Leon Ruff. Oh, Leon Ruff, not Leo Rush. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I think it's. This is gonna sound. I feel like this is gonna sound weird. Mm. I'm going with Leon. Ruff. I am too. Oh, okay. I feel less weird. I think uh, Chris Saban won't get pinned for uh, definitely. He definitely won't get pinned, but I don't think he's the solid pick for the winner. Um. All right. So next up is Invictus Cash versus Adam Priest. Um, I'm going with Invictus Cash. Me too. God damn it. I, I told you. Well, I, I'm surprised we picked different for Le Jay Lethal and Baron Black. Uh, so next up, Serena Deeb versus Liza Hall. Uh, this one breaks me a little bit. Honestly, I... So, my choice is not... Doesn't feel confident. Mm -hmm. And my choice is Serena Deeb. Minus two. Um, the only reason I'm not confident is because I feel like Liza Hall, they were really excited to have. Mm -hmm. um, and now they actually have her, I think. I would, I would think that they would want to like actually showcase her, but um, Serena Deeb is kind of on her weird fucking... Professor hair. bit. Can't but her. you can be excited and showcase somebody without having them win. That's true. Just like Baron Black last time. That's true. All right. So next up is Davy Richards versus Shane Strickland. This one is tough. This is so tough. I am going with Davy Richards. Oh, are you? I was considering it because he's going against Alexander Hammerstone at, at Super Fight. So MLW might want to keep him strong. But. But it's Swerve. It's, it's fuck. Like, I have to go with, with Shane Strickland. I have to. All right, and finally, Jonathan Gresham versus Santana. Who do you have? Is it for the title? Yes, it's for the title. Well, I think I know. <laughs> if anybody, if anybody thinks Gresham's losing that title before a uh, supercard, I'm sorry, you're a bit of a fool. There's no way Gresham's losing that thing. I don't. I think he's gonna beat Bandito for it too. A man is holding on to that forever. Yeah. Until uh, uh, I don't. I don't even know who could possibly take it away from him. Like I don't know anyone in Ring of Honor that could maybe like fucking Danhausen himself. 
I don't know. Imagine. CM Punk. After all this time. Yeah. Alright, so, got our predictions. Our show will be happening on Sunday, 7pm Eastern Standard Time. Um, but yeah. Thank you all so much for... Oh, no. What's the questions? Questions. We got questions. I completely skipped over that. Sorry, doing the predictions now makes me very... Like, it throws me off. So do you want to answer some questions? I'll answer a question. All right, let me see if there's any on YouTube. First. Ooh, one of our videos... Our last impact, oh no, our, our No Surrender podcast got 95 views. Mm, okay, calm down. Not the most we've had, though. Yeah. One NXT show where Indy proposes to Dexter got 162. Yeah, but this is like quickly. Yeah, yeah I don't know what happened. Mm. Whoops, sorry guys. <laughs> um. All right, so... Mariam asks in chat, who is someone you'd like to see challenge Diana and win either of her titles off her? I'll let you answer that first. I think we have the same answer. Say it one more time. Who is someone you'd like to see challenge Diana and win either of her titles off her? Oh, I'd like to see... I mean, I, we, I, with knowing that Ty is going to be one of the people, I want to see um, Athena do it. Yeah, Ty is 100% going to win that Rana Diranus title. Because she she won the the match to challenge for it from Triple A, so she's next to challenge for that title um, officially. And yeah, I have a feeling Athena's gonna win the the Ring of Honor title. Oh really? Oh, I was just saying shit to say shit. I thought that that was like a kind of unique perspective. She, huh. her name is all over the place. Actually, now that I think about it, I have a feeling it won't be Maria Canellas. I don't know who's gonna get the Ring of Honor title, honestly, and I don't think that we're gonna know until their feet off the ground again. Yeah, would would like to see Athena challenge. Yeah. Um, but as far as win the Ring of Honor title, maybe Willow Nightingale. Yeah. But I don't know if she is on the level of beating Deanna Peraza right now. That's true. I don't know. I really don't know. I, I, there are, I don't think there's any woman in the Ring of Honor roster that could beat her. Not yet, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh, Camille from NWA. <laughs> Or I don't know. Who's someone from AEW who could challenge her? Thunder Rosa? Thunder Rosa would be good. Yeah, maybe. That's an option. Yeah. Alley Catch. <laughs> yeah, sure, fine. I like Alley Catch. <laughs> Why not? Dalton Castle. <laughs> Anything good? Yeah. Alright. Uh, that's all the questions we got. Liz, would you like to close out the show? If you join us tonight, thank you so much. And if you join us in the future, thank you so much. We appreciate you.
Um, please join us on Sunday where we'll talk about Terminus, um, which has already happened, but we're going to talk about it. Um, we're also going to talk about uh, my new hair, because I'll have new hair by then. Those are the things we'll talk about. Yeah, that's all we're going to talk about. <laughs> Thank you all so much for watching. Follow and subscribe. Our YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Spotify are all the Pinfall Podcast. I'm at the Mark Cameron. Liz is at Eliza Elaine two three. And once again, join us on Sunday for our Terminus Two post show. It'll be a lot of fun. We'll be eating some spice and uh, having a good time. So you should join in too. Thank you all so much for watching once again, and we'll see you all on Sunday.